0: Welcome back Primetimers, I'm Charlie Stevens, your host and I'm honored to bring you a very special treat today, our final episode of 2020, the Primetime VC Champions Round, where one VC walks away with the undisputed primetime belt and most importantly, bragging rights. In today's show, we discuss upcoming IPOs, Compass, Roblox and a firm under the radar unicorns to keep an eye out for in 2021's top sectors to invest in. Before we get started, show support. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Hit that notification button up at the top. You see that? And don't forget about the podcast. Now let's meet our top venture capitalist walking into the Thunderdome. Jenny Friedman, general partner, Supernode Ventures.
1: Hey guys, Cardi B of VC here coming to dominate the final round of Primetime VC.
0: Welcome back Jenny, our winner from episode two, holds the record for most final appearances.
2: Mac Conwell, founding partner, Rare Breed Ventures. McKeever Conwell, better known as Mac the VC. Your favorite VCs, favorite VC. Definitely one
0: of our favorite VCs. Welcome back Mac, winner of episode five. Paul Martino, founding partner, Bullpen Capital. Hey,
3: I'm glad to be back for the Tournament of Champions episode. Looking to represent my FanDuel right here. Well,
0: glad to have you back. Had to bring you back the very first champion we had on the show. And yes, love your rep in that winning FanDuel bet. Elliot Robinson, partner, Growth Equity at Bessemer Venture Partners.
4: I'm Elliot. On Twitter, they call me the Values BC. Like Mac, I'm from the DMV. And shout out to Russell Westbrook for joining my Wizards.
0: Yeah, Elliot, winner of episode three. And thank you for throwing salt in the wound of us Knicks fans. Really appreciate that. Uh, And lastly, special guest co-judge Nahal Mehta, founding partner ENIAC Ventures.
5: Hey guys, the way you become a celebrity judge is to lose as many times as possible on Primetime VC. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, Nahal, you certainly try hard and consider this your participation trophy. Here's how the show works. It's a competition. We bring together the world's best VCs to battle and provide you the insights on how to invest with the best. Our VCs will give their takes on funding, innovation, and technology, and we will give them points based on style, stats, and facts. The top two VCs with the most points move on to the finals and go head-to-head in the money round. Winner takes all, including the platform to promote whatever they choose. Now let's jump into the most electric show in business entertainment. It's
4: Primetime VC,
0: the show of
5: accredited banter.
0: Primetime DC is supported by First Republic Bank, banking built for innovators. Trinet, expertly human HR solutions. Brex, scale your business faster with Brex, cash management and corporate cards for your team in 10 minutes or less. Use our link in the show description to sign up today. E2 Generations, we solve problems that live on Excel. Fox Rothschild, nimble, entrepreneurial, resourceful, qualities you want in your lawyer. Go to foxrothschild.com to learn more about their startup and venture capital practice. First in. IPO alert. Compass, Roblox, Affirm, and 908 devices are all gearing up to hit the public market soon. Which IPO are you most excited about and why? Paul, kick us off.
3: This one's easy. Roadblocks all day long, 550 million uh, run rate, only burning $100 million, great company. But most important, first round capital was the original investor because Chris Fralick's little nine-year-old son who's like now graduated from college, Max said it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. So you cannot argue with a nine-year-old. He has to be right. First round's gonna make a lot of money on this one. Go Roadblocks.
4: Okay, Elliot, what are you thinking over here? I'm going with Compass. Uh, a little bit of a personal story for me. I'm a Columbia Business School alum. My buddy Robert started that company. Uh, my classmate also Columbia Business School. Benice works at the company, his wife. Um, and I just think, you know, it's an industry that's not going anywhere. Uh, clearly, housing and where everyone's living is totally changing. So, I'm really excited to see how they fit into the new normal.
0: Elliot working with the real estate company there, liking that. Jenny, how about yourself? IPO to look out for?
1: Okay, yeah, none of you guys. I'm going with a firm. A firm checks all the boxes, growing market, differentiated solution, strong leadership team, and epic partnerships. Um, As for the growing market, it's the buy now, pay later. That's one of the strongest trends in e-commerce. This this way of paying is already very, very popular overseas, but it only makes up 1% of e-commerce in the US. And then in terms of its differentiated solution, it's actually insane that no one has proposed an alternative to traditional consumer financing. A firm gets more than half of its revenue from funding consumer purchases at 0% interest because they can take the cut from the merchant instead. And then as for the strong leadership team, the CEO, Max, he's in good company with co-founding the PayPal mafia team with Elon Musk and Reid Hoffman, Peter Thiel, and all those peeps. And then with partnerships, Peloton accounts for 30% of its revenue and they just signed a three-year exclusive partnership deal with Spotify, which powers more than a million merchants. So affirm, affirm. How did
0: we know Jenny was gonna come with the stats and facts? Prepared as always. Mac, what are you thinking for the IPOs?
2: Since everybody's already picked everything, I'm gonna go with Roblox. You gotta understand, I have nine godkids, all under the age of eight. I have a son who is nine. You know what all of them play? Roblox. You know what all of them ask for? Roblox. All the toys that are coming this Christmas, Roblox, you know, who just did a virtual concert with little Nas X? Roblox, they are innovative, they are tech, they are capturing the younger generation, and they are also it's been incredible to see them go from little kids to teenagers to adults, spending all their time playing this weird, ridiculous game that was like a spinoff of Minecraft and somehow still going to IPO. I'm all in on Roblox, all my guy kids are gonna get Roblox, uh, a stock. Going forward,
0: two for Roblox. Uh, no one picked 908. Nahal, who you uh, think has got the strongest argument here? You know,
5: I, I got to go with Roblox, and um, I got to go with Mac because I learned uh, a new phrase, "Guy Kids," that I'm going to use over and over in my in my vocabulary. So thank you for that.
0: Extra point for the Guy Kids comment. Uh, anybody else want to chime in here? Any stats or, or any opinions? Yeah, have
1: you guys even used a firm? Because like. Maybe if you use the product, you would understand why I chose it. No, we're, we're too
3: busy playing roadblocks with our nine-year-old kids. Come on, Jenny, you know what we're doing. I mean, seriously,
1: you must not have kids. I don't have kids, I'm shopping.
2: It's also nothing more than a spinoff of Bill Me Later, built by Vince Talbert, who was also part of the you know, PayPal Mafia group. Okay,
0: all right. You guys are learning a lot from Mac right now, all right? Let's yeah, just get that in Mac's,
1: Mac, the encyclopedia.
0: Popular newsletter Morning Brew recently highlighted what Black Friday in 2030 would look like. What's your take on the future of e-commerce in the next 10 years? Jenny, you're the shopper, go ahead.
1: So one of the major changes playing out right now is the shift of omnichannel strategies from being a nice to have to a can't live without. And while even during the pandemic, 85% of purchases have been made in brick and mortar stores, which is wild. The goal of physical stores is changing. So stores are becoming less focused on where transactions happen and more focused on providing experiences that lead to sales elsewhere. Think about Tesla showrooms, purchase focused stores are so 2010. That means more and more sales are gonna happen over Instagram, on your Alexa, through your smart fridge on your wearables. And the future kings and queens of e-commerce will recognize this and figure out how to leverage all of these different channels to amplify their brand and close sales. Done.
2: All right, done. Mac, over to you. So really, what I see with the the future of e-commerce is really going to be the the forefront of augmented reality. We now see companies like Mirror doing gangbuster numbers for working out at home. Imagine when that mirror is actually going to be able to put clothes on you. You know, when you're going to be able to take your phone and show, you know furniture in your living room we're starting to see the very early beginnings of this and this is stuff people have been talking about for the last 10 years but i really do see 10 years out is going to be the constant in which we're going to use and how we're going to shop because stores are now becoming for experiences but everything we already have in our house is what we're going to use to make our purchases good answer augmented reality over to elliot what are you thinking
0: for the future of e-commerce
4: yeah so i i take my cues from other markets that are usually a little ahead of us um most notably for this question china So the biggest shift that I'm seeing is people are actually going to be shopping for you. It's one thing that Jenny's talking about experiences in the store, but who really cares if I can live through that experience from home because someone else is actually doing that experience for me. So it's not personal shoppers. It's people that go in with a mobile platform or they set their iPhone up. They're in the store living the experience for you. There's one thing I've learned through COVID, I don't want to leave my freaking house. So if someone's actually in the store doing this cool experience for me and I can look at my phone and buy through it and it shows up in 24 hours or less, I think that's the future of e-commerce.
0: Okay, you should check out the Hero app. They're doing something very similar to that. So I'll send you some information on that possibly. Paul, what do you think of the future of e-commerce?
3: I think it's all about subscription and it's all about new channels. Our company, Grove Collaborative, one of the first ones that figured out subscription replenishment, Awesome to be in a company that sells toilet paper through COVID. That was probably the coolest thing that happened to us through COVID. It was tough for a lot of other reasons. But when you got a company that sells toilet paper on a replenishment subscription, that's your kind of company. Second piece of it though, I think it's new channels. I don't think people talk enough about how important things like Shopify are about bringing massive new sets of companies online. And when you're on a place like Shopify, you need new ways to order. One of our other companies, Octane, lets you order through SMS or through Facebook Messenger. That's what the new world is gonna look like. New channels and subscription
0: services. Okay, I like the shout outs there. In the hall. what are you thinking here? Who's making the strongest points?
5: It's a tough one, you know, I think, um there was one point that might have encapsulated a lot of these, and that I think was the beginning comment from Jenny on omni-channel, um, because you know Paul touches on that with new channels. Um, I think Elliot, with the you know in-store shopping, uh, in the Chinese analogy as well, can be encompassed by that as well. So um, I'm going with I'm going with Jenny on this one. Okay. All right, any rebuttals in, in this uh, question? No,
4: it's almost like Jenny prepared for this or something. I don't know, I'm
3: riffing. Uh, no, Nahal, I wanna let you know, uh, I'm, I'm still here, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm in the game.
5: Just want oh, to let like, you know. you're always in the game. You're always in the game.
0: Yes, and Jenny does come prepared. According to crunch-based data, 2020 had over 530 super giant rounds that have been raised, which is a round of $100 million or more. What are some under the radar unicorn companies to keep an eye out for 2021? Elliot, love to hear your thoughts here.
4: So I've, I've got three that I'm gonna rapid fire, some of my favorite companies out here. Uh, hinge Health, uh, which is basically Levongo Health, one of my greatest investments ever, but for the MSK market, so anything with a hinge, your wrist, your elbow, your neck, your hips. That's one. Number two, Webflow. Uh, visual development platform. I think it's the future of how we're gonna create apps, uh, websites, mobile apps. And then lastly, uh, shout out to infrastructure technology, Grafana. I actually think companies that are doing network data management, data monitoring, analytics. I think that's just a huge piece of the market that's untapped. And uh, those are the three companies I think are under the radar. All right,
0: I'm taking notes over here. Paul, under the radar unicorns that you see. Absolutely. First,
3: I got a shout out for Fandle. Bought yesterday for $12 billion. That's why I'm wearing my shirt. Big day for us. One of the first investments we ever made. But in terms of the IPO, four letters is how you get it when you go public. And I got one that's four letters. I-P-S-Y, Ipsy. Cosmetics Company. We've been in it almost as long as FanDuel. Forget about billion-dollar valuations. How about billion-dollar revenues? $1.1 billion in revenue has been profitable for almost every year of this decade already. IPSY gangbuster next year.
0: Nice, like billion dollar revenue. That's amazing. Uh, Mac, under the radar unicorn, you're seeing.
2: It's a little unfair since I'm such an early stage investor, but you know, every company we're gonna invest in out of rare breed, you know, sounds like a future unicorn, you know, like ScholarMe, you know, app that allows you plan to pay for college. RemodelMate, get a kitchen for a third of the price. Elite Game Live, After School Esports for grades 3 through 12. Just to name a few, but if I'm really going to be serious and answer the question, it's a company that I found to be amazing called Main Street. MainStreet.us. It has one of the most amazing business models I've ever seen. You know what it is? We give you free money. Any business can go on there and they find tax credits for you and give you free money. So if you are a startup or a company watching this right now, go to MainStreet.us, sign up, and get yourself some free money. This is one of the fastest growing companies I've ever seen. Free money is always good. Jenny, uh, Unicorn, you got.
1: All right, Mac, I can't. we can't say that we, you know, we're early stage companies, but we're early stage VCs, but we still have at least Supernode portfolio company. Braze is the dopest member of the $100 million club. If you don't know what Braze is, it's the leading customer engagement platform and helps large global brands like Burger King, NASCAR, IBM, Sweetgreen send customized messages to their users. But basically, if you've ever used if you've ever gotten a reminder from Headspace to meditate or watch the status uh, of delivery in real time from a Domino's pizza tracker or made a Venmo payment, then you've used Braze. In the last month alone, Braze helped these companies send messages to over one billion people. And one of the key takeaways from COVID is that businesses not only need to create exemplary in-person customer experiences, but also create as good as or better digital experiences with our customers. So yes, to reiterate, we're a three-year-old fund with a unicorn in our portfolio. And Nahal, since you're an LP, yo, go get yourself that Porsche. Hey, Jenny, I gotta tell you, I'm your
3: co-investor
0: in that braze, long time holder. Surrounding ourselves with good people.
1: Paul, you should have said something.
0: Nahal, I'd like to ask who you think is uh, best, but I'm assuming you're gonna go with uh, Jenny's raise there. But what do you think here is some of the best comments?
5: Paul had me at FanDuel and then he dropped the Ipsy on top. So the fact that, you know, the fact that he's early in both of those companies, you know, unicorns are commodities now for for, for good VCs as table stakes. The Decacorn is the new game. So, you know, mad props to Paul for, uh, for dropping that and also being one of the first investors.
3: Hey, by the way, Nahal, thanks for that. But Mac, notice how I worked the refs on that prior question. See how that goes?
2: I, I saw what you did, it's okay. You know, you, you pulled the, uh, <laughs> the Phil, Phil Jackson on me, it's
5: okay. Hey, I'm trying to give everybody some love.
2: Uh, we're moving into round two.
0: Right now, on our side, we have Jenny in the league, because I think she came the most prepared and she's just rattling off facts, facts and stacks. Uh Nahal, who do you have in uh on your tally sheet over there in the lead?
5: It's a close one. It's a close one. Um I, I would probably I would say Jenny or Paul. Um, um with Mac right behind and with Elliot right behind. Everybody's everybody's real close. Um, it's close. It's close. Everybody's real close and anything can happen uh in the second round. So Let's this is
1: off. when the hall still thinks he's winning.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think I think my my commentary here is like last time we we bring folks on who don't answer the questions. I believe the question was under the radar unicorns. And, oh, You know, snap. if we're talking about companies that already have a billion of revenue, I'm not sure how under the radar oh, that is. Snap. But you know, I'll just Brees let that go. Tell
1: breeze is under the radar. I bet. Oh, really
4: wait mean, a, like a minute. Folks like to just answer the question the way they want and drop some company names. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. And here.
0: Elliot's picking up points right here. So, I mean, he could be moving in the lead going into round two, I don't know.
4: Buy or sell.
0: Welcome to buy or sell, where you love it and you buy, or you hate it and you sell. Let's go. The enterprise tech landscape heats up as Salesforce acquires Slack. Buy or sell, Microsoft should be worried about this recent power play. Mac, I'd like to hear your thoughts.
2: So, you know... The largest purchaser in the United States happens to be the United States government. And in the previous life, I used to be a government contractor with the top secret clearance. And you know what all the products we used were? Microsoft. Microsoft ain't worried about none of them, cause their long-term contracts with the government ain't going nowhere. Microsoft gonna keep getting all this money. Y'all talking about all this other cool stuff? They can't get into any of these government spaces cause they're not secure enough. Microsoft has all these products built in. They ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna keep buying this Microsoft stock.
0: I see Elliot shaking his head, so I'm gonna go right over to Elliot. What do you think? I'm
4: shaking my head because I, I actually agree. I'm selling this. Um, I'm the only person here who was a partner at Microsoft Ventures in their previous life, so trust me. I know this from from inside knowledge. I saw what happened with Teams, but I'm actually gonna go back to the future and talk about Yammer. Who remembers Yammer? Who uses Yammer today? When these companies actually acquire these things and bring it inside and don't let it run and their engineers leave and all the innovation goes, I'm not sure if five to 10 years from now, it'll either be called Slack or anyone will be talking about Slack. Okay, Jenny, what do you think?
1: I mean, I'm a sell. I'm a sell. I I love Mac. I love your rhythm on that. Um, Microsoft, so Microsoft actually considered buying Slack. I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, but then decided to build Teams, Internally, and since then, Teams has been eating Slack's lunch. In the middle of last year, which was only um, a couple of years after the inception, Teams was at 13 million DAUs and Slack was at 12. And then Teams exploded since then. Now they have 115 million DAUs, while Slack like just fully stopped reporting its metrics. And Teams is the king of the enterprise with 65% committing to the platform, while Slack's at a lame 32. And like. I'm happy that for Salesforce, they acquired Slack since they failed with Clatter or Chatter, which was their own uh, collaboration tool. But if I'm Microsoft, I am sleeping well tonight knowing that Teams is gonna dominate.
0: Okay, Paul, are uh, you agreeing with everybody here? I'm gonna make it unanimous,
3: this is an easy sell. But Elliot, I gotta tell you, you might've been at Microsoft Ventures, but I was an intern there uh, back when I was 19 years old. So, you know, when I was an intern, uh, I wasn't quite at Microsoft ventures, but I learned one thing back in 96 when I was there and that was Microsoft's a champion. They don't care about winning the, 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 the short-term battle. They care about winning the war and they'll put out the crappiest product for years and years and years. Excel sucked forever. It's still won, So don't, don't bet against Microsoft. They're the champion. Easy sell. Okay. Uh,
0: Nahal, we have cells all around. Do we have any misses? What, what, what do you hear?
5: No, I think, I think they're all really good points. Um, I think that Elliot's Yammer example uh, was spot on. You know, Salesforce also bought a company called Relate IQ back in the day. What the hell happened to them? You know, so, you know, either Benioff pulls a a YouTube or Instagram from an M&A perspective and has Slack run independently, which is hard to see because they're trying to vertically integrate to go after the enterprise, to go after Microsoft. So I I, I think Elliot had a really good point there, so I'm going to give it to Elliot.
0: The travel and entertainment sectors have been among the hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. With the vaccine on the horizon and an upcoming IPO for Airbnb, buy or sell a big rebound for the travel and entertainment startups in 2021.
1: Jenny. Bye. Okay, Partly because of the vaccine, but also because of the fact that peeps are so starved for entertainment that we've convinced ourselves that Emily in Paris is a quality TV show. Either way, this is a no-brainer. The New York Times reported that Qantas Airlines flight to nowhere sold out in 10 minutes. Just to clarify, this is a flight that leaves the airport, circles the air for six hours, returns to the same airport. It's literally a flight to nowhere. And it sold out in 10 minutes under the illusion of travel. Peeves are so desperate to get out and I think both New and existing travel and entertainment brands are gonna have the opportunity to help people rediscover the world outside of their homes. All
0: right. Uh, Elliot, buy or sell the rebound of travel and entertainment.
4: I couldn't sell this any harder. Um, There's no chance that in 2021, if that is the question, that travel and entertainment is gonna rebound. Vaccines, that's all great, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be at least 2022 before anyone's going out more than once before we have another wave, where people have, you have know, bad outcomes with the vaccine. 2021, it's just way, way too early. However, if we're talking about Airbnb, they're gonna be looking at public markets in, term, in terms of Ford revenue, they'll be just fine. But I'm selling rebound for travel in next year. I
0: like, being, I like how you're very specific with breaking that down. That was good. I'd like
4: to answer your question. I
0: know, you're very good at that. We appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Mac, what are you thinking here? I have to agree with Elliot. If we're talking about 2021, you're going to sell, but we're going to start seeing the trending in the right direction, right? It will rebound. When there comes a time when everybody can go back outside and not have to wear a mask, all this stuff is going to explode. You know why? Because I'm tired of sitting in the same chair, staring at the same computer, looking at the same camera since March. I am ready to get out. I am ready to get out this chair. I am ready to have fun again. But you know what also we're going to realize? because we're no longer gonna have people going and working at offices like they used to, we're gonna see a growing trend of the nomadic worker. People are now gonna be able to work anywhere. So that means you go live in Paris for, for a month or two months and still have your cushioned job in Silicon Valley or in Oklahoma or anywhere else. So for Airbnb and all of them, they're gonna rebound just fine. 2021, not yet. You can get the vaccines, I ain't ready.
0: That sounds like your next book, Mac, The Nomadic Worker, it's good. Paul, what are you thinking here? It's
3: buy travel, but sell entertainment. It's some of both. Airbnb is going to be a gangbuster IPO. Our company, Avant Stay, is like a high-end Ritz-Carlton type type brand over top of Airbnb. Guess what? The definition of travel changed. It used to be all your friends going to Coachella. Now it's another family that you sit in, in quarantine with going just a couple blocks away because you want to get out of the house. Travel is back. Airbnb gangbuster AP, uh, IPO. But I do think entertainment is a sell. I don't see people hanging out, going to a concert with uh, 20,000 other friends anytime soon, even with the vaccine.
4: I do think it's weird that the two people that were long on Roblox or Roblox are now saying that you know travel and entertainment are gonna be big next year. I don't think you can have it both ways. I just wanna
2: point Roblox that out. Roblox is entertainment. What are you talking about? like well, I
4: said, yeah, I ain't- No, well, I'm, I'm just guess. saying, travel, once we start going outside and traveling again, how are we gonna have all this time to spend our Robux? Don't you wanna spend okay. real bucks? What are we doing? Yeah. We're, we're having it both sides.
1: Mac and Elliot, I, I mean, Mac, I get your answer, Elliot, I was not surprised because you, you said that you don't want to leave your house anyway. So of course you don't think that this is, of course you're selling And by
3: the this. way, Roadblocks is kids and they're going to play the dang game all day long, entertainment or not, outside, inside. Trust me, you got a nine and 11 year old like me. They're going to do it even when it's 90 degrees and sunny and beautiful and the vaccine's all over the place.
2: Plus, what are you going to do when you're on that flight to nowhere? you gonna play but, why, Ball. Why, did, uh, people, why, did,
1: why did it sell out in one second? Tell me that.
2: Because people are crazy.
1: People are desperate. <laughs> That's what they
3: are. Was it 10 minutes or was it one second?
0: Uh, before we get to cutting two of you, uh, Nahal, I'd like to hear, you know, what your thoughts on this, and then you know who, who you're taking into the finals. Yeah,
5: you know, listen, um, I thought. Uh, Elliot, I feel you on, on on sell. Paul, interesting hybrid of buying travel, selling entertainment. Um, I feel Jenny because he, like I feel like humans are this, we're going to snap back in a big way. We're all yearning, especially extroverts, to get out there like we've never gotten out there before. But Mac, I like I like your reasoning and your caution in terms of, yeah, we're going to do that. I'm getting the hell out of this room, but let's give it a little bit of time for these vaccines to set in. So um, I feel you, Jenny, and Mac. I think Mac has a little bit more prudent outlook
1: on uh, what's I up. said pending <laughs> a vaccine, though, just putting it out there.
0: All right. Um, well, on our side, just to let you know, we have uh, Mac going into the finals. So, Mac, congratulations. Unbelievable performance. Staying strong. Thank here. you.
2: Thank you. Thank uh, you.
0: And Thank Nahal, you. who do you have going into the finals? I and mean, this is – we wanted to put all the pressure on you, so – Everyone didn't hate us, but go.
5: Uh, on. I hate to say it, but I'll have to take myself going into the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Is that
0: allowed? Is Perfect that allowed
5: answer. And 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 in in lieu of myself, uh, I'll have to take Jenny going into the finals. Um, she she deserves it. You know, she 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 studies more for this uh, for this event than anybody than all of us you combined. Don't
1: study.
5: It's natural, Nahal. I don't. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. It's, Including all those index cards that I have, I know you have taped up all around your laptop.
1: You know what? You want to see what's around? Nada. Nada. <laughs> so with some a suck
5: seat. it. Hey, 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 hey! I'm, 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 I'm giving you props. I'm giving you props. This is a compliment. Any last? You did well. I was gonna say any
0: last words from Elliot uh, then from Paul.
3: But look, the fix was in, man. I mean, I just don't know what else I can say, Nahal. Next time, I'm gonna send you more money. I mean. Uh, you know, I know you said you take Bitcoin, but with a, will, will, will you take a guy with a briefcase full of cash?
5: Is that okay next time? Yeah, that works. Rupees, Indian he, Indian rupees work as well. You he
0: said he's the bag man. Elliot, you, you got you lost by uh, probably an inside job in the hall. I, I feel bad for you, but uh, I, if, it, if it were no, me, no
4: final words, I'll just say this: um, we're seeing in, in venture and growth equity investing this move. Of investors using outside consultants to prepare for things. And uh, I hope that in the future, you know, we just shoot it from the hip. No outside consultants as we do this. We'll talk soon. I know you're
2: not talking about me, man.
5: I know you're not talking about
4: me. Hey, if it strikes a chord, then maybe it's the right note. (laughs) But I'll let you guys go. This was fun.
0: We always like to uh, let. Mac and Jenny, the two contestants, smack talk a little bit uh, as we move on. No, I,
1: don't, I actually don't have, I'm not going to talk smack about it because first of all, when Mac did his intro, like he just felt like someone I wanted to chill with and I was hoping if I did ever get to the finals, he would have been my choice, so I'm very happy right now.
0: Mac, show her how to
2: smack talk, please. I mean, Jenny
1: seems really awesome.
2: She calls herself the car to be a VC. Who doesn't like Cardi B? Love,
5: exciting and new. Come aboard.
2: We're expecting you. And love. The only problem is I'm still gonna win.
1: Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. The money round.
2: Welcome to the
0: finals of the world famous money round. Points reset, three more questions. Winner takes all. Let's go. We've seen a slew of startup companies go public in 2020 through a variety of investment vehicles, SPACs, IPOs, direct listings, et cetera. What is the actual cost of taking your company public and why does it take 18 months to prepare for the big day, Jenny? Floor is yours. Okay,
1: it takes forever because most private companies are heads down on scaling their businesses and haven't taken the time to build out functions like finance, accounting, legal, IR. And you need to hire the right people and build out the right systems and processes. And as for the cost, it totally depends On the size of your company and how much you need to lean on external advisors the biggest cost of going public is always going to be the underwriting fee which can be as much as seven percent of capital raised and that's why companies like spotify and palantir opted for direct listing where they didn't have to raise any capital but they gave bankers a flat fee
2: mac so this question is a bit skewed towards larger companies there are plenty of smaller startups who have gone ahead and where their turnaround time has been a lot quicker at a much smaller dollar amount. Like we've seen companies IPO for as little as $125,000. Now, is that the goal? No. But really, the reason why it takes so long is you got this gigantic company with all this money, all this revenue. And when you bring outside auditors out there to come and go through everything, how do they get paid? They get paid by the hour, so of course they're going to take their time. They're going to they're going to tell you they're combing through everything. Well, really they're just making money.
5: No, I think uh, it's a close one. Um, I'm going to give this round to Jenny. I think she broke down the difference between you know a regular IPO and and a direct listing um, uh, from a timeline perspective. Uh, but I feel you, Mac, on the, those hourly consultants. The consultants are back. A
0: unicorn is a term used in the venture capital industry to describe a privately held startup company with a value of over a billion dollars. What are the unique characteristics that stand out from founders that you know who have built a company with a billion dollar valuation? Mac. So the
2: characteristics we see in founders who have built companies that have billion dollar valuations, it tends to be a lot of charisma, um, a lot of grit, you know, they're willing to go through any length to keep their company going. They tend to have really strong conviction and foresight around customer acquisition and customer retention because that's where the money comes from. And then the biggest one at the end of the day it's a shit ton of luck, right? There's so many things that happen in the 10, 12, 15 years it takes you to become valued at a billion dollars. There's so many turns and twists that happen in the business. Some of it is luck. Some of it's timing. Some of it's having a great, great network. And some of it's being knowing how to lead a team through the good times and especially through the hard times.
0: Okay, Jenny, the characteristics of a founder building a billion dollar company.
1: Yeah, I would put this into four buckets with some overlapping traits. So you have like the visionary who's a strong leader and can anticipate future trends. You got the Steve Jobs and Elon Musk. Then the killer operator who knows how to execute, super detail-oriented, data-driven, resourceful, that's your Jeff Bezos. And then sales and marketing guru who crushes creativity, storytelling, and virality. And then the one who's done it before, like a Tony Fidel who worked with Steve Jobs to build the first iPod, sold Nest to Google for $3.2 billion. Domain expertise and work experience matters. And all
0: are we missing any characteristics here?
5: No, I think, I think you covered it. You know, it's... Uh... There's a lot of resilience and grit in building a unicorn. So um but uh I, I think both of you guys covered it, all the bases. Yeah, I think so. Uh
0: all right, so we're moving into the last question for our final question. We're looking for the best New Year's resolution and what you got planned for 2021. And Jenny, okay want to hear yours.
1: I'm my resolution is that I'm gonna avoid asking founders how I can be helpful for the entire year.
2: Okay, short and sweet. Mac? My new year's resolution is i'm not going to start listening to more of the cds behind me because i haven't listened to them in like the last 15 years and everybody keeps mentioning but no in all seriousness my new year's resolution is to make sure that over the next year i'm going to help 25 emerging managers raise funds because there is not enough diverse fund managers out there the statistics are deplorable and there are groups like black vc trying to make a change and i need to make sure i'm part of that so for me 25 diverse managers gonna help you raise funds. Hey,
0: I, I see Elliot pop back in here and he liked that. Elliot, do, I mean, why don't we give everybody a chance for this last question? So Elliot, do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions that you wanna share? Uh,
4: New Year's resolution. I think it's just to um, support, like, like Max said, more emerging founders that are underrepresented and underfunded. It's not that they're a minority, they just don't have the resources and access to those resources in an equitable way. So like Mac, that's where I'm spending my time. Shout out to Black VC. thanks, Mac.
0: Absolutely. Man. Paul, we'll give you one more shot here. Uh, New Year's resolution that you wanna share with the group and the VC, primetime VC community. It's
3: to focus more on the mental health of our CEOs. It was a very tough 2020. 2021's hopefully better, but your mental state of being, going through such a difficult year, I think you gotta be paying a lot of attention to that. And by the way, Mac, I'll help you with those emerging managers because I gotta tell you, raising a fund is as difficult as running, as difficult as running uh, a company. If there's some way I can help those managers go through the mental stress of raising a
2: fund, I'm in with you. By the way, RareBree VC, we're in the, still in the process of raising a $10 million pre-seed fund uh, on the 506C so we could talk about this. We do take minimum checks to 10K, so if there are any LPs out there looking for a fund to invest in, holla at me. There we go, there we go.
0: Nahal, uh, you raise your hand, let's, let's uh... First, hear your resolution, and then uh, we will get to crowning a winner. So, Nahal, what is your resolution for 2021?
5: I think high level figuring out a way to do less zooms in 2021 and more more in person activities and getting out there and uh, and interacting. Uh, you know, getting back to normal and, and getting out of this, getting out of getting out of the screen, and then also investing in Max Fund. I like that. Perfect.
0: We're making dreams come true. That was almost my New Year's resolution. But we wanna get you guys all on stage, possibly at Madison Square Garden, the theater. We could start with the theater, I like that, and then we'll you know, work our way up to the, the garden itself. So if you guys wanna make that happen and uh, you know, potentially make this a full-time NBC show so we could all be celebrities and stars and promote you guys and the startups that you're working with and create new business opportunities. Now let's talk about the winners. Who's the winner? We have one winner. Uh, we only have two finalists here, Jenny, or Mac in the hall, all the pressure is on you to pick a winner. Go
5: it's ahead. It's a real tough one. <laughs> this is a real tough one. I don't know, guys. I mean, in my mind, I'm looking at my notes. I took some good notes. I feel like it's a. Can we have ties? Are we, we allowed ties. to have ties? Or can I throw out a tie and you <laughs> guys have to break the tie if you want to break the tie? Because I feel like. Uh, both, both Mac and Jenny killed uh, it. Um, I don't
0: think we could have a tie. I'm not, I'm not sure. No ties. Uh, so do you want to give that another shot or you want us to, you're putting that on us, so.
5: No ties. I'm putting the pressure back on you. You're the man with the tie. You can take the pressure. Uh,
0: no ties. Um, Jenny did a fantastic job, but Mac, you are a 2020 title champ. Congratulations. We'll be sending you a title belt in the mail. The floor is yours to, to preach and talk whatever you want to talk about. So go ahead, sir.
3: The final word.
2: Well, um, I should have came prepared because I already knew I was going to win and I didn't have a speech ready. What is wrong with me? Um, really everybody I know 2020 has been a horrible year. It's been rough, but try to find the joy in all the little things, right? You're still here. You're still on this planet you have your loved ones, the holidays are coming, find ways to enjoy the holidays. Yes, Zoom holiday parties and happy hours aren't fun, but they're better than nothing. Take some time, take care of yourself. And shout out to Elliot, I appreciate you being here. You are one of these uh, diverse managers who have been in the space for a long time and somebody I look up to. So here in front of the world, I get to publicly say, thank you for being an example that we can follow, you know, to see what you're doing at Bessemer. I look up to people like you, so thank you.
0: You know, since this is the the final round, I think we could all give you guys uh, uh, an extra 15 seconds to kind of, as if you were gonna win, but Mac is the winner. Uh, So Elliot, let's, if you wanna just leave off 2020 Primetime VC with your thoughts.
4: Yeah, so my only thought is something I told my team at our virtual holiday party last night, which is um, something my dad always reminds me of, the, the old fable of, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go with your team. Even though we're separated, there's always ways to bring the team together and that's how we're gonna get through next year.
1: Um, I agree with what everyone said. Um, 2020 has definitely been rough. Um, you know, haven't been able to be with family or friends and we're, we're always thinking and if you sneeze, then you're worried that some the world's gonna end um so i'm just i'm hopeful for 2021 wishing everyone the best and um echo everyone's sentiments and then i I have to say that we are raising our second fund so feel free to invest in emerging managers two uh female gps 25 million dollar fund fund two hit me up
3: yeah look next year is all about distribution of that vaccine baby that's what it's all about this is a huge logistics challenge, and it's gonna fall on entrepreneurs, kinds of people we've backed over the years, all of us on this. So the logistics are gonna be just as difficult as the science that have gotten the vaccine, all hands on deck to figure out how to get to as many people as possible. It's on us
5: to help make that happen. Listen, Emma, all the work that you guys have done, Charlie and Tyler, props to, you know, to bringing us together. Um, this is a super innovative forum. And and uh, you know we're all sick of the regular zooms, and we're we're trying to find new ways to connect with each other and try, try to create entertainment for others. And uh, primetime VC has been a huge success. So so props to you guys. Thanks for including us.
0: Thanks for watching season one of Primetime VC. Your go-to source for accredited banter, bringing together the best in venture capital to compete around the hottest topics in tech and innovation. Appreciate all your help. Subscribe, share, do what you can. We're gonna grow this out organically, but we need your help. So thanks again and uh, happy new year.